going on ladies and gentlemen we are duke dive sports i'm back with another episode of the lights out podcast unfortunately duke and antonio could not make it today so it's just myself it's going to be a quick little short podcast we're going to talk about the last ufc of the year ufc 269 takes place on saturday december 11th uh there's one more ufc before that it's rob font versus jose Aldo, which actually takes place this week on the fourth but i just wanted to talk about UFC 269 for a minute. It's a pretty stacked card. You got Sean O'Malley, Kola Gabrant, Santiago Pazanibo, Jeff Neal, Amanda Nunes, Julia Pena, Charles Oliveira, and Dustin Poirier is the main event for the lightweight title. I mean, right off the bat, everybody that listens to podcasts knows I'm a big Sean, Sean O'Malley supporter. So we, we got to talk about him a little bit. He's fighting Rulia Pavia, Rulian Pavia, who's currently unranked, but I believe when they gave Sean O'Malley, the fight, he was ranked number 15 in the Bantamweight division. So that, that that's, that's a fight I'm excited for. I, I've been saying that I think Sean needs to get an opponent in the top 10 to 15, um, probably no higher than that, because he hasn't fought a ranked opponent yet. Coming back off of a loss, his first loss in his career, won two fights in a row, uh, both knockouts pretty late, I believe, both in the third round. Finally got a fight with a ranked guy, but the fight was set so long ago, he's no longer ranked. So still going to be a good fight. I think if Sean Moelle wins that fight, I think he breaks into the top 15, hopefully at least probably 13, 14 spot, which would just be phenomenal for me personally. And I obviously for him. Um, next on the fight card is Cody Garbrandt, who I've talked about a lot on this podcast as well. Um, he's fighting Kai Kara France. Cody's coming off a loss, last fight against Rob Font who, as I mentioned, is fighting Jose Aldo in the main event on the next fight card for possible title contention um, and a top spot in the flyweight division. So I've talked a lot of a lot of ups of Cody Garbrandt, I could say. I'm Ohio-born, so Cody Garbrandt's Ohio-born from Cleveland, I believe, and I like to talk a big game about my Ohio fighters. So I think Cody's going to take that fight pretty easy. I just realized I didn't even talk about the Sean fight, but I think Sean's probably going to win that fight. Rulian's 21-3 on a three-fight win streak as of right now, but it's just Sean's third fight this year, and I know he's hungry. I know he hadn't gotten a ranked opponent before. I think he's going to fight his heart out and and hopefully win that fight. He always comes out a little risky, at least the past couple of fights, where he's going pushing a little too hard for the knockout and, if if anybody saw the John Matino fight, or Chris Matino, sorry. I mean, Matino was just absolutely a beast, eating every one of Sean O'Malley's best shots. And O'Malley was just gassed towards the end of the fight and got lucky and got the, the stoppage called against Matino, who was a debutant in the UFC at the time. So it was a little bit of a letdown for him that the fight went four minutes and 44 seconds. I believe it was something, it was a very last minute stoppage, but Moving back to Cody Garbrandt, I think he wins that fight coming off a loss after coming back after, um, I mean, he came back during COVID on one of the first fight cards after being gone for a year or two. I, I think he's hungry. I've seen a lot on his Instagrams that he's he's ready to come back and avenge that loss that he just suffered. So get his name back into the title contention. Talking about Jeff Neal and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio is always just one of those crazy energetic fighters. If you've never seen him fight, always doing wheel kicks, roundhouses, whatever he can to throw you off. And he's just coming off a decision win against Miguel Bieza. Uh, Jeff Neal just lost to Neil Magny, I believe. Yeah, Neil Magny. 
I mean, Jeff Neal is one of those fighters that you just don't want to sit in front of for too long. He's got that power. He's got the skill. He's got the boxing ability. So, and, and so does Santiago. He's a powerful dude. And not only is he powerful, but he's crazy. He's wily. He's back and forth. He's all over the ring. So I think stylistically, if you're, if you're putting them together, I think Santiago is probably going to win this fight just because of how crazy and ambitious and all over the place his style is compared to Jeff Neal, who's in my opinion, more of a, a stand and bang. He's got good moves, good ability, uh, but kind of just to sit there and throw his best shot at you kind of guy. And I think Santiago is going to do his best is, is at his best to where he can avoid some, most of those big shots coming in from Jeff Neal and probably run away with that fight. If I had to guess. Next fight on the fight card is the main event, Amanda Nunes versus Julia Pena. Um, I mean, I've just got to go with Amanda Nunes here. Go to the women's MMA divisions, holds two simultaneous titles, has for the past, I don't even know, two years, three years now, defending every belt, every time with the finish. I, I don't think this fight's any different. I think Julia Pena is a good fighter. She's 11 and four. Amanda Nunes is 21 and four. She's a great fighter. She knows what she's doing. She's got a great game on the ground. She's got a great game on his feet. But when you have somebody like Amanda Nunes, who's just dominating two divisions at once and has been for two years, it just gets it, whether you want it to or not, it's going to get in your head. And I think it's, I think it's in Julia Pena's head as much as she doesn't, which she says it's not. I mean, that's what everybody says before they fight Amanda Nunes. And then a minute and 45 seconds later, you're submitted with your arm broken on the ground. So I think that's a pretty easy win for Amanda Nunes. I would like to see some sort of fight. Um, I think everybody would for Amanda Nunes. Um, I mean, her last fight, I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure everybody talked about, yeah, Megan Anderson. I mean, just complete domination, round one submission. I mean, everybody was talking about her retiring after that fight and because there's just nobody left. There's nobody left for her to fight. and She's just, but yeah, here she is fighting another contender and probably gonna probably gonna make it another easy night for herself but just have to wait and see on that one um like i said i would love to see a good fight but i just highly doubt it at this point it seems like amanda nunez just can't be stopped moving on in the main event though charles Oliveira versus dustin Poirier for the lightweight title this is a tough fight to call myself if you know anything about the lightweight division charles Oliveira has been around for a very very long time is is known for his amazing jujitsu and amazing ground game but he's also extremely good on his feet and i mean I, we've talked about it in previous podcasts and everybody's talked about it. even put michael chandler down with a strike um won that fight tko and obviously michael chandler if you know anything about michael chandler is a huge you know stand and bang kind of guy big power lots of muscle and charles Oliveira put him down with one hell of a hook so Obviously, no slouch on the feet, no slouch on the ground. If you know anything about Charles Oliveira and his jujitsu, he's he's very well-rounded. One of the most well-rounded people probably in the lightweight division, if not in the UFC. Then you have Dustin Poirier, who just is just coming off two wins against the notorious Conor McGregor. And it didn't have to take the second fight against Conor. Obviously, he won that first fight pretty heavy-handedly. So, <clears throat> it, and... I mean, Dustin's been around for a long time, too, um, fighting in lightweight, flyweight, and, I mean, just an absolute beast. 
on the ground or on his feet and and he's no slouch on his feet either a lot of people i think forget to like people know dustin is good i think i would like to think people know dustin is good on his on the ground but people seem to forget that he's not just a stand and bang kind of guy as he is as he has he has been in his last couple fights against justin gaethje and conor mcgregor and Habib and all these people, he 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 knows what he can do on the ground. He's not as lethal as I as a Charles Oliveira, obviously, but he's no slouch either. And I think if I think if this fight if this fight goes to the ground, it's going to be Charles's fight. Uh, I think he's he's better than Poirier on the ground, but I think Poirier could put up a fight on the ground if if it's under Poirier's conditions. Maybe if he hits him with a couple of shots, takes him down, gets him dazed and woozy. I think. Poirier can finish with some good ground and pounder, but I think this all comes down to how the fight comes out. I think if Poirier comes out slow, methodical, playing the long game, I think he can win this fight. I think if he comes out, which is genuinely how Poirier is, he's kind of the more methodical fighter, um, and usually he doesn't turn into this stand and bang, all out brawl kind of fighter unless you really, really bring it out of him. So. I think we're going to see a well-composed Dustin Poirier. I think he's going to come out, know that's the game plan. And I, I think he could genuinely beat Oliveira over five rounds. But I, I think if this fight goes, starts picking up real quick, I think Oliveira is going to find a way to get the fight to the ground and probably submit Poirier. So, so that's, my, that's my list for the UFC 269 card. we got Charles Oliveira, who I'm probably going to take Amanda Nunes. I'm going to take Santiago Ponzinibbio. I'm going to take, I have to take Cody Garbrandt and I have to take Sean O'Malley. But I mean, even when you look at the prelims of this card, I mean, you have Dominic Cruz coming back at Bantamweight fighting Pedro Munoz. You got Danny Ige on there fighting Josh Emmett as the prelim fight of the night. I mean, that, this, this card is no slouch. And obviously it's not, it's the last UFC of the year. So I, I'm super excited for it. I want to quickly touch on the Rob Fop versus Jose, Jose Aldo fight card. There's really not a whole lot going on here. Just kind of fighting for rankings. I think that Rob Font-Jose Aldo fight is going to be super good. It's going to be, I would like to think, a stand and bang kind of fight. Not like the Justin Gagey-Michael Chandler fight, but there's going to be some good punches thrown. There's going to be good boxing shown. And I think there's going to be, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think Rob Font walks out of the octagon with a win. But I, I don't think that's a fight to slouch on. I think that's realistically the only fight probably really worth watching on that fight card unfortunately if i had to pick another fight i'd actually say the first fight on the fight card brandon allen versus chris curtis will probably be a pretty good fight but i think that's going to do it for me today just talking about ufc 269 when we come back we're going to talk about the results of 269 and kind of touch on Derek lewis's return after losing the interim title to cyril gone he's finally making his return as the last fight of the year i appreciate everybody for listening and we will catch you next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.